This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Coming to you live from the constitutionally protected freedom bunker in the woods of Delaware. And 2017 has finally arrived, along with what appears to be a fast-moving cold trying to get me. And I'm barely ahead of it, so I will, uh, I will venture forth with your assistance. We have much to talk about today as we are in the new year, and we have to... We have to push on past whatever 2016 tried to trip us with, tried to hit us with, tried to just beat us into the ground with. Now, I'm not saying there weren't good things about 2016. There were a couple, but you would not have to take your mittens off to count them. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to wave goodbye. So uh, those of you who sent me nice notes over the uh, New Year weekend, Nice condolences to our family as we said goodbye to my dad this weekend. Strangest New Year's Eve ever. Never had a funeral on New Year's Eve. But thank you all for caring. Thank you for being, being so, uh, so gracious and lovely. Um, today, the show, of course, we have news to cover. President Obama's headed back to D.C. He wants to make sure he preserves his legacy. I don't know if you caught that, but he's a little worried they gavel in the, the new Congress tomorrow, and uh, that, that list of things to get done by this new Congress includes repealing Obamacare and just a whole bunch of those 
those regulations that that the president put in place. And I know Mr. Trump, President-elect Trump, with less than three weeks to go till he takes the oath, is getting ready with his pen to wipe out some of those things that President Obama put together that are putting their their hands around the necks of the American capitalist system. So we'll, we'll get to some of that. We also have to look, since it is a new year, there are new laws. We'll talk about the new laws that are, are going into effect. And uh, I want to look at some of the, the craziness in Washington, D.C., some, some of the stuff inside the swamp that is going to be the target of this, uh, this incoming administration. And we're going to use an expert on that topic as well. Plus, um, you know, I don't make resolutions. I think I mentioned this briefly on Friday. I don't do New Year's resolutions, mostly because I'm like 92% of you. If you make a resolution, generally you break it within a week. And so it's, it's one of those things that it's a why bother. So why bother, folks? Why should we? Now, I will tell you this. Based on, based on the, latest, the latest studies, we are making resolutions, but they're different resolutions this year. Brand new survey out, and it used to be the number one resolution for the coming year was always to lose weight. And either we've given up or we've decided that maybe weight is down below the number one or two things. And at the top of the list this year is being a better person. And I can endorse that. I, I can get on board with that. I, I thought I was doing pretty well. But then you meet people. Uh, you meet people who are, who are out there doing incredible things. There's a, there's a young man named Ernesto who's a, a veteran of the United States Army who's about to, in, in an hour in Dallas, he's about to continue his walk from Tennessee to Los Angeles in, in hopes of getting attention and support of the veterans who are not getting the care and are oftentimes committing suicide. And Ernesto, who's been on this program, is leaving from Dallas this morning, and there are a, a huge group of people gathered to join him for the first 2.2 miles outside of the city as they draw attention to those 22 veterans per day who take their own lives. So when you hear about people like Ernesto, who's not doing it for the money, he's just doing it to raise awareness for the, the brothers and sisters he fought alongside of in the, in the Army, then you say, okay, i got to be a little bit better this year. So I'm working on being a little bit better this year. Now, losing weight and exercising more, they're still in the top five. And making more money, still there in the top five, but so is saving and being a little smarter. So maybe we're working on a more balanced life in 2017. And I, I can get behind that. Now, do we get into New Year's Eve now? Should we dive into some of the craziness that happened on TV? I think so. Uh, we're big fans of watching CNN on New Year's Eve because, and, and this was the 10th year of the Anderson Cooper, um, Kathy Griffin adventure. And I think as much fun as it is, it's become predictable. We know Kathy's going to be kind of the crazy Peck's bad boy bouncing off the walls and Anderson's going to giggle and say, no, don't do that. 
But CNN seems to have found an entirely new bit of craziness. And I don't know if you caught it. It's on TheBlaze.com. The story's on The Blaze. Talking about Don Lemon getting hammered. Um, I'm not a medical expert. It appeared that he was drinking shots poured from a tequila bottle. It appeared that he was drinking quite a few shots from a tequila bottle. And over the course of a couple hours, uh, his speech suddenly became a tad more relaxed. And even, uh, even uh, Ms. Baldwin, Brooke Baldwin, who was the co-anchor with Lemon, said at one point, the tequila is like emitting from your pores. I'm going to go through a little bit of this from Lemon. Now, he first started drinking early in the night. They had almost uh, three hours and 15 minutes before they were supposed to count down. And then he continued. And less than two hours before the ball was dropping, he started pouring shots on the bar. Well, let's uh, sample a little bit of this. You want some? You do it. You want some up. Here we go. Tequila for everybody. We'll do one for Anderson and Kathy back. Okay. Here. What are you guys doing here? We're here for New Orleans. Yeah. Are you guys gonna have a shot for us? A little shot. Brooke, are you yeah, safe? Yeah. You, so they're pouring tequila out of a bottle into shot glasses in a bar in New Orleans. It's almost three full hours before midnight in New Orleans. Two hours before midnight in New York, and they're just lining them up on the bar, and you can hear Don Lemon's getting a little kooky. They're in danger. I feel they're trying to send us signals, <laughs> like they're in danger. Not the, this is I for you. We're about to be in danger with those shots. Good this Lord. is for you. This is for you guys. I hope you guys are counting how many times he's doing this. Yes, yes. I'm up to 13. I'm up to 13. Good night. Brooke, how was Vegas? <laughs> Oh my God. It was so great. It was so great. The reference to Vegas was about uh, Brooke Baldwin and a bunch of CNN staffers went out for the wedding of another one of their colleagues. But these two are, are drinking and, and talking about the drinking. And it, Don Lemon looks to be getting a little loose. His, his shirt is unbuttoned. He now, uh, a little bit later, about uh, an hour before... Uh, the uh, the ball was to come down. He talked about getting either a pierced nipple or or piercing his ear live on television. And he eventually did what many folks do when they get overserved. He started talking about his personal life a, a little, perhaps a little bit too publicly, on on television live with with Brooke Baldwin. I don't really do it. I, I always live my life to the very fullest. And yes, I, you do. The thing is, I need a little bit more balance in work life. I may be open to a relationship this year. I wasn't before. Breaking but, news, Don but, Lemon is open to a relationship? I, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, actually yeah. being available to be in a relationship. You want some, you want I'm, I'm, a bad, I'm a bad person to date. I'm You're not selfish. I'm not really selfish. Be, I'll give you my last, but right I'm very now? self-centered. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be as self-centered. You're going to be less self-centered in 2017. Yeah, but I don't really do resolutions, and I, I live my life to the fullest. I don't care what people think about me. I do what I want because it's my life. So Don Lemon, apparently... The tequila makes you forget you're on television, supposed to, supposed to be covering the uh, New Year's Eve event. 
and he's bleeding his heart out there talking about the fact that he's ready for a relationship and he just needs to be a little bit better of a person. And, and then it got weird about 20 minutes later when they came back and Brooke Baldwin and Don Lemon had brought a tattoo and piercing expert into the bar. In the bar, not in a sterilized tattoo parlor. Almost arrived. Okay, tell them what's going to happen. I'm going to get something. So we've invited our new friend Chris over. This guy's and got Chris a mask, a mask and gloves much, on. Much and the decision all night has been, should it be a tattoo or a, or piercing? a piercing? I mean, what are you thinking? The people want to know what crazy, let me, silly. Let me so Lemon starts taking off his jacket and unbuttoning his shirt. And thank God somebody had the common sense to say, no, don't do it. Uh, Anderson Cooper was saying, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And the piercing guy is now holding a giant needle after swabbing Don Lemon's ear. Don, Don Lemon does one more big shot. And then the piercing guy steps up to the mic. And this happens on live TV. Is this going to hurt? It's not going to hurt me. You'll be fine. This right, is seriously go. about to happen. Don't, don't uh, get blood on my jacket. Do you need to hold my hand? Yeah. Oh, hurts, Lord. So is your mother watching? This guy is sw swabbing is. his ear, Obama and now women. the needle is coming up to the earlobe. At least it's just his ear. You know what I'm saying? Here we go, bro. Here we go. Oh, God. Ah! Uh, Oh, don't get oh. blood in the jacket. It has to go back. To, it goes back to Brooks Brothers. Here we go. Here's the needle. Here's the needle. So CNN's, CNN's New Year's Eve programming consisted of Don Lemon getting hammered. And if you look at his eyes, you can see his eyes are almost closed now. And he gets a needle stuck through his ear. And it, it got weirder. And weirder and weirder, there were more eye rolls out of Brooke Baldwin than I think I've ever seen on a television show. Not long after that, uh, Lemon talked about CNN just or 2016 being an awful year, and CNN finally cut his mic. However, there was a moment that occurred that I don't think a lot of people caught. There was a moment when Don Lemon... And Brooke Baldwin, right after they talked about him needing to get into a relationship, they walked through the crowd and were just talking to people. And Don Lemon proposed. You love my dress. A proposal, you. you guys married? Thank you. We got engaged a couple months ago. Oh, congratulations. September. September. Oh, wow. Where are you guys from? As Don Lemon said, Brooke, will you marry me? The, the lovely couple from Utah was talking about getting married in September. Here, hear it again. Brooke, will you marry me? CNN decided wisely to cut away to Nashville. We, we never saw Don Lemon and Brooke Baldwin again that night. They never returned. I think CNN cut out of their central time zone feed just a little bit early. And I don't think we've heard from Don Lemon yet 
on the aftermath of this. Plus, there's no word from CNN. Now, if Don Lemon has a problem with the alcohol and he needs to get help, then God bless him. I, I hope he gets it done. But it was one of the weirdest things I've witnessed on New Year's Eve on CNN. I think it topped all of the crazy Kathy Griffin, Anderson Cooper stuff, because that all seemed scripted. This seemed totally unscripted. Michael Pelka stepping away from the Glenn Beck program. When we get back, updates on uh, the Istanbul club attack that killed dozens and the gunman still on the loose. And you'll never guess who's taking credit for it. That's next on the Glenn Beck program. Program. Mercury. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mike Opelka in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Program. Happy New Year. Hope uh, you and yours had a safe one. We just played a little bit of the craziness from CNN with Don Lemon and his uh, alcohol consumption. And on my Twitter account, which is at StuntBrain, you can connect with us on the Twitter, at StuntBrain, um, you are already reacting, <laughs> noting as uh, James in the Louisiana said, nice catch on CNN there. I wonder if Brooke Baldwin said yes to Don Lemon. Uh, we haven't heard. And we did post that, but we have not heard. Now, to flip uh, the, uh, the attitude completely, big story out of Istanbul. The man dressed in the Santa Claus costume opening fire in a crowded nightclub. 39 people dead. I think 24 different countries lost someone. There are still almost 70 people wounded and in some in grave condition. And ISIS has has taken credit for this. ISIS has said this is our work. Uh, so once again, the, the junior varsity team doing a, a pretty good job, it seems. And the, the shooter, this is not a guy who, who was going in there with a suicide vest, as we've seen so often with ISIS. They're apparently not wanting to kill themselves these days. The guy in the Berlin attack managed to get out of Berlin and get all the way to Italy before engaging in a firefight with cops there who wanted to check his papers. But this gunman is on the loose, and ISIS has taken the credit for it. And now the concern is that he'll get out of, he'll get out of Turkey and get to Syria and maybe uh, wreak more havoc, but it's not, not a good thing. Turkey's had a very tough year. They have had uh, several attacks killing dozens and dozens of people. And I just can't imagine... I can't imagine what this country would be like if we didn't have 
the kind of security we had. Look, New Year's Eve in Times Square, um, between a million and a half and two million people, uh, completely secured. No problems from what we could see other than the biggest threat to New Year's Eve was Don Lemon's tequila consumption and Mariah Carey's microphone failures. If that's the biggest problem, then yes, we're doing it right. So God bless the NYPD and all the intel that's keeping us safe. When we get back, a new year, new laws, plus a woman got in trouble for peeing on a Donald Trump golf course. But now... She's been told she can sue him. Wait, what? Yeah, we'll figure it out with Dr. Wendy Patrick, an attorney, next. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Glenn Beck program. Mr. Beck returns tomorrow with the full complement of characters usually heard on the show. Pat, Stu, Jeffy, etc. Back from their holiday break. Tanned, rested, and ready as it were. I, I, I can't be sure of that. But they are back tomorrow and I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Mike Opelka from Pure Opelka. Heard here on the Blaze Radio Network five nights a week and Saturday mornings. And if you want to join the show too, uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-2325 is the phone number here. Uh, we are, we're kicking off the year and, and talking about news, obviously. I want to get into the case. There's a whole bunch of fake news that we will get to later. There was fake news about the about the Russians hacking a power plant. There was fake news about uh, Donald Trump throwing a guy off a golf course. Uh, a, a big story, but, but we will get to that. Uh, first, uh, I want to bring in a, a guest we had on Friday, a friend of, a friend of the show who has uh, talked with us on various levels about legal matters. She's an attorney. She's also an author. Her name is Wendy Patrick, Dr. Wendy Patrick. WendyPatrickPhD.com is her website. And Wendy, first of all, how was your New Year's? Oh, it was tremendous. It was wonderful. How about you? It was good. It was quiet. You know, we, we kind of kept it. We, we, watched, uh, we watched Don Lemon get hammered. And, you know, that's fun. That's always good fun. At our, at our age, quiet is good. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's much better the next day, as that's it for were. Sure. That's so, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Now, Wendy, Friday we talked about the privacy issue, and I want to get back to that with devices that listen in. But there were a couple of stories that, that are out there that I thought we should talk about. And one of them was this, this wacky story about Donald Trump and, and a woman who has been uh, allowed to sue him, even though it was she who urinated on his golf course. 
it, it's that's it, right. There's there's more to the story, Mike. I know the headline really is um, unusual. This is a a woman that relieved herself behind a sand dune in April of 2016. Okay, answering the call of nature, and when she did so, like anybody using a public restroom. Uh, did not expect that she was going to be filmed. Now, obviously, there is an enormous difference between using a public restroom and using answering the call of nature in the midst of nature, we'll say. Nonetheless, the issue was not whether that was appropriate, but whether or not the footage of her relieving herself could be something that goes public. And in this case, of course, it was delivered to the police ended up being a charge. Um, But this is a case that, believe it or not, is going to go forward. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's ultimately going to be successful. But the first thing we look at is, can these causes of action get out of the gate? And this one can. Hmm. Well, it's also in another country, too, which there are different laws in different countries. But I wonder if in, in America, if you're running a business and you set up security cameras and someone does something like this lady did on this golf course, first of all, uh, everybody should know the woman is an environmental activist, and this was kind of part of her protest. She wanted to, (laughs) I I, I, want to say mark her territory, but she was uh, essentially protesting and and letting letting the Trump course know that she wasn't happy with what, what had been going on. But in America, if a security camera catches somebody, um, doing something like this, are, are, are we able to, if, if it were like my business, would I be able to be sued because I brought the video to the police and didn't tell her she was being recorded? Well, that's, you, you've accurately identified two of the most important issues. First is the reasonable expectation of privacy. Is somebody in an area where they don't believe they're being recorded? Now, that can cut both ways in public because we all know we live in a day and age where almost everything we do is, is observed by someone, but not so in the privacy of our own homes or in a public restroom. And then the second issue you accurately bring up is, is, is there any kind of limitation to what an individual or the police or somebody else is able to do with this kind of footage? Now, you say she was marking her territory and, and protesting. She may have just had to go to the bathroom. And that issue is coming up increasingly frequently. I mean, think about an airplane. When the flight attendants try to make you stay in your seats and somebody can't hold it, there are so many occasions where this type of thing in America, which has these much different laws uh, might be actionable if it's a situation where, for example, you don't have control over it. And if somebody uses that footage in a way that is embarrassing or invades your privacy. Hmm. There's all, well, I, I guess this is why we see those signs everywhere that say these, pro- these premises are under constant surveillance. I guess that's, that's an issue, too, though, Mike. Where are the signs? I, there are lots of places where it's very hard to find signs that are informing the public that they're being recorded or they're being filmed or these or smile you're on camera. OK, we've all seen those when we go into stores. Those are prominently displayed, no doubt, to circumvent claims that somebody believed unreasonably that those premises and whatever they did therein was private. Well, you know, I, out in your part of the world uh, and we're talking to Dr. Wendy Patrick, attorney, author. Uh, WendyPatrickPhD.com, and Wendy's in California. And in the over the weekend, there was a, a prank played on the people in Hollywood as someone changed the Hollywood sign to read Hollyweed. But I believe security cameras were uh, were rolling the whole time, and I think they've got some video of the of the perpetrators that they're looking into. Am I wrong on that? 
Well, you know, there, there's always video cameras. I mean, you, there are satellite cameras. There are so many different ways that law enforcement can capture your activities in a public place. So that is one area where it is very unusual to see somebody claiming they had no idea they might be under surveillance. I mean, think about it. We live in a day and age where the increased surveillance is just arises, a, really breeds a multitude of different kinds of invasion of privacy claims and lawsuits. So especially when people are committing a crime, to thereby say, okay, I I may or may not be guilty of a crime, but somehow I'm going to be able to sue you civilly. That's a hard pill to swallow for juries. And no doubt suits like this, should they ever get that far, are going to be viewed with suspicion. Hmm. Well, this is it's always fun for me to watch the uh, the legal limits and the boundaries being pushed because your profession and your brothers and sisters in the legal world (laughs) seem to be very creative, more creative than you, you're given credit for. Now, speaking of creativity, uh, new laws on the books for, for uh, 2017. Anything, anything particular that, now, again, going, I'm going back to California. You guys have new, more restrictive Second Amendment laws that went into effect on the 1st. And uh, I, I think you also now have background checks for ammunition purchasing, which just makes me crazy. That's right. You know, Mike, it's a a great question because every year we look at all the most interesting new laws across the nation and most people focus on ones they don't think we need. But what we've seen in the last couple of years and as a reaction to the increase in gun violence or at least the increase in the the news about gun violence in our social media world, we do have background checks now uh, mandated to buy even ammunition in California. There's a couple other restrictions in terms of magazine size. And, you know, it's really um, one of the things that we'd like to say only in California. It could set a trend for the rest of the nation. Some states are continually very permissive in their gun rules and regulations, and others, no doubt, will look at what California's done with respect to the background check for even buying ammunition. And I wouldn't be surprised in 2018, we see more states do the same kinds of things, especially, Mike, if the trend of gun violence continues. And we have no reason, I, you know, I'm an eternal optimist, but there's no evidence to suggest there's going to be a dramatic decrease in gun violence in 2017. Well, Chicago is screwing up the curve. It's like that one kid in science class who always got an A on everything. And, you know, yeah. we, couldn't, we couldn't get graded on a curve because he always got 100. And, I and thought we that were, kid was you, Mike. I no, no. I, I was the one making a fist at him. And, uh, is there, are there any other laws that, that stick out? For example, I had oh. I, heard there was yes. one in Nebraska that said uh, they had put out a notice that everybody driving – in the mountains needs to be careful driving near the edge of the road in mountainous areas. Um, <laughs> Nebraska is pretty darn flat. You could roll a marble from the east side of Nebraska <laughs> to the west side of the entire state and not have a problem. Uh, what others are out there that are driving you crazy? Well, I, you know, I hate to come back to California, but uh, because you brought up the background check for ammunition, okay, that's, that's becoming more restrictive. There are also what some have described as a loosening of restrictions, but not really if you look at it more carefully. And I'll give you one example. 
uh, beer at the barbershop, wine at the beauty salon. Hmm. We are now in California able to able to serve alcohol in barbershops and beauty salons. But Mike, here's why it may not be as increasingly permissive as it sounds. First of all, that practice has already been done in many types of businesses, not just hair salons. But what this now does is regulate the practice because unlike the comedy club where there's a three drink minimum, now there's a one drink maximum and it even regulates the size of that drink, 12 ounces of beer or six ounces of wine. And last call, 10 p.m. So California is instituting regulations in some circumstances like this uh, to where it's not actually more permissive, but actually more regulating a practice that's already been in existence. We did the same thing last year with allowing pets on restaurants with patios. Again, legalizing and regulating something that had already been done. It, it, uh, it makes my head just start to explode. Uh, I'm, I'm also I'm looking at a list here that someone else sent me to as well. That said, now thank God Iowa has made it a felony if you steal more than $1,000 worth of grease. <laughs> well, you know, you, we, theft laws have always criminalized as felonies uh, stealing anything over a certain amount of money. So I know some laws are making headlines by adding different substances and materials to that list. But again, it's simply a reframing of what has already been a law. But along those lines, let me give you something that is new, because a lot of people quote laws that they maybe didn't know is in existence. And, you know, the reason we need to know about new laws is ignorance of the law is no excuse. In other words, laws change so frequently, especially gun laws, as you mentioned. We can't just violate the law and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize it changed January 2017, particularly in a social media savvy world where it's too easy to keep up to date. So along those lines, let me give you one more that's going into effect. That's the driving hands free means mm. exactly that. Now, California passed that. Obviously, there was no DWTs allowed, no driving while texting. But now all devices have to be mounted on the dash and they cannot even be manipulated at all except to turn it on and off. So you've got to learn how to use your voice activation to avoid getting a ticket in California. I have no doubt, Mike, that this is the kind of law that will spread like wildfire to the other states. Well, now, Wendy, I'm going to have to ask you, can you hang on? Because I want to talk about that voice activation. And we talked about it briefly on Friday. But I want to see where we are in this, because now you've got a state mandating you basically have to use voice activated software if you're going to use your car, uh, your phone in your car. And I wonder what the implications are to privacy. And it, for me, it comes down to just uh, almost almost six of the first 10 amendments. The entire Bill of Rights is uh, is up against this one. Can you hang out over the break? Sure. All yeah. right. We'll be back with uh, Dr. Wendy Patrick, uh, attorney, author and friend of this show. Uh, this show, however, today is the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. Mike Opelka filling in for my buddy Glenn Beck, who returns tomorrow. In fact, the entire Glenn Beck program back tomorrow. 
A brand new year kicking off uh, some very exciting things. If you follow Glenn on Twitter, he teased a book that he said you should download and at least read chapter 11 of that book. Uh, I did that this morning. It was amazing. Uh, Dr. Wendy Patrick is uh, with us. Doctor, uh, we've got about um, about a minute and a half to discuss this this case that's ongoing with the listening devices and the privacy. Uh, is our privacy at risk because technology is always listening to us? Oh, absolutely. But, Mike, what's interesting about the, the case you mentioned, which deals with this Amazon virtual assistant, Alexa, kind of a, a Siri-like character that you invite into your home. There is a catch with some of these cases. There is no compulsion that states we have to go out and buy devices designed to record us and then, of course, provide that data. What's the weather like? What are the day's headlines? What time is it? But the problem is when people buy these devices, now law enforcement or anybody else that has standing to claim that they need the information has a vehicle to get it. That's why we keep seeing these cases in the news, like the one you're talking about, where a virtual assistant may have witnessed a murder. It's, it's very scary to me, especially if it is your own voice that has been recorded and could be turned against you. It, it just Absolutely. seems like it smacks right of the, the Fifth Amendment. Who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Well, we'll keep an eye on it, Wendy, but I, I appreciate it. Now, remember, Wendy, when driving in Nebraska on the mountain roads, <laughs> stay away from the edge of the roads, my friend. That was one of my favorite new laws, too, Mike. Thank you. Have, have a great rest of the week. When we get back, the headlines, the news, and why Obama isn't going after North Korea. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.